Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Psychiatria, the show where we explore true healing and everything that might mean. I am Danny, your host, guide, and fellow human on this journey. And I just want to welcome you to 2022. It is the next year on the calendar. And time is just a construct anyway, but I feel like this is an occasion to acknowledge. So we are a couple of weeks already into the new year and we are working on settling back into the flow of things after the holidays. And uh, as I was sitting down to uh, put this episode together, I had a few recordings to choose from and I decided to pick one that I think is really important. Um, It's not necessarily the most lighthearted conversation, but I I think it's I think it's important. So today, you'll be listening to Free Range's own Dr. Giordano and I talk about anxiety. But this is not your average anxiety podcast. We do not have the answers, and we are not going to tell you how to be less anxious. Instead, you'll get our honest, authentic, and human explorations into the topic. We will share experiences and observations and talk about what they may or may not mean. You'll even hear me wrestle with my own understanding of anxiety. And I think that is actually one of the highlights of this episode because there's no right or wrong way to understand anxiety. It grows and changes as you do. I mean, my understanding of anxiety is already quite different than it was when Jen and I recorded this episode a few months ago. And actually, you don't need to understand any of this because none of it makes sense anyway. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back to the podcast, Jen. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much, Dan. I yeah. appreciate it. You are my first return guest. So, oh. woo. <laughs> Ain't that exciting. <laughs> so, so honored, truly honored. Yes, <laughs> and delighted. Delighted. Yeah, I think you and I have just had like so many fun, cool conversations over time that I'm like, I know Jen and I will never. Like, we could have a whole entire podcast series just to ourselves, and I think that that would be great. I don't think we would run out of things to talk about. (laughs) I think that would be a blast. Yeah. yeah. A whole season of just Danny and Jen. Ah, sounds great. I'm in. Yeah. Um, Where to start with this? Anxiety is uh, something that well, like all of us kind of talk about a lot, but um, particularly you and I have talked about. It's something that is has definitely played a significant role in both of our lives and continues to play a significant role in, in my life and, and now with you and your practice as a psychiatrist, which it has for years, but you know. And one of the things that I think it even came up in my first episode with you is how you have this really beautiful understanding of anxiety as 
a calling, as a message, as this thing that is here to teach us. And uh, that is more or less what we're going to talk about today. Uh, Conversations will go as they go. Um, But I wanted to start with just a kind of like a definition as much as we can of like what even if anxiety is this thing that's here to teach us what even is it you know and that is a wonderful question actually I feel I I feel like I used to have such a clear distinct understanding of what anxiety is exactly and what I am my impression of it now is that it's probably not exactly what I think it is in terms of everybody's experience of it. Hmm. And I think people's experience of it is so subjective that um, I'm always so interested and curious to hear about a person describe what they feel when they feel anxiety. I used to think like, oh yeah, well, anxiety is just intense fear and worry. Um, But it, I think it has, because we are so unique, each individual is a unique expression of life and a unique set of perceptions and sensations. I think it can vary for people in terms of how it feels. Um, You know, it's traditionally, you know, defined as, yeah, excessive nervousness and worry, fear, tension. But some, in some ways, I think it can also be in a in even wider sense is <clears throat> an uncomfortable feeling hmm. yeah uh, or, a, or some perception of of something going on in our body and or our mind that feels uncomfortable a discomfort yeah well and i i think that we could also say that we can feel anxious about an uncomfortable feeling we can feel anxious about something you know that's happening about whatever like I've come to understand anxiety as this thing that is like a a reaction almost. Yeah. This is why you and I could have seasons of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> because that is I feel that that is so so accurate. Mm. It's like anxiety almost really my kind of observation of it is is a reaction. Mm. Like as in a reaction to a thought, Mm -hmm. a reaction to a sensation, Mm -hmm. a reaction to a feeling. It's the, you know, it's that subtle but distinct withdrawal from it. It's that closing. It's like this sudden distinct feeling of tension in response Mm -hmm. to something or in reaction to something that, that subtle but distinct kind of, what is that, you know, resistance to whatever whatever thought feeling or sensation we just noticed yeah but I feel like in 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 many ways I feel like there's this noticing first like a noticing of a of a thought or a a sensation and then our reaction to it like (gasps) and then the whole cascade of things that comes with that the what if you know what if this is that what if this is a heart attack what if this is going to last forever what if this is going to get worse what if this means that i'm terminally ill what if you know, the whole what if what if what if monsters 
that we have. <laughs> the what if monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Anxiety's best friend, man. The what if monsters. They live in the same weird little universe. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think this sort of separation of like separation of anxiety from all the things that happen around it or that happen like in conjunction or because of or before or like you know whatever uh it has been really important for me in understanding anxiety you know and being like okay it is something happens you know like i well what the heck we'll get into it um like i i have uh um have done a lot of work like in my relationship with my parents over the last couple of years and there are times where like I'll get a text message it's like a very like relatively benign text message and just because of the history and whatever I will have anxiety just from like seeing my mom's name or my dad's name like pop up on my phone sometimes not even knowing what the message was I'm like it is not the anxiety is separate from the thing that causes it you know which then can kind of give you space to, I don't know, do something with it differently, right? Like, it, uh, this is where I sort of lose the words. But um, to basically, I guess to kind of wrap that idea up, anxiety is, is this reaction to a thought, a place, a feeling, an event that has a whole set of physiological responses as well right like there's the adrenaline and you can you know I think we all kind of know what that feels like like the sweaty palms and the heart racing and the you can feel kind of like lightheaded and potentially even get more into the uh panic spectrum like the panic end of the spectrum but yeah anxiety is a funny thing I'm realizing that this podcast may not make sense (laughs) (laughs) which as we were just speaking prior to it starting that life rarely does or actually doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah but our our minds desire for it to make sense and as you mentioned you um when you said just a a minute ago about this is where you lose your words Mm. and I think this that's my favorite place Hmm. to be so Hmm. I'm just going to give a thumbs up to the places where we lose our words because in the human experience, most of it is very hard to put words to it. We do the best we can. I find language to be extraordinarily clumsy way Hmm. for us to do such a thing, but it's the thing that allows us to do podcasts and connect with others. So that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. But words fall woefully short and are woefully inadequate to describe really anything that we're experiencing but we'll do our best so um but as you mentioned about um okay noticing okay you see a name on your cell phone and then immediately or or soon thereafter the perception of that then there's a a response you know physically and or emotionally and so if we if we kind of if we if we actually break it down and kind of step back and look at it so what what happened was you know on our device we see a a digital notification pop pop up and it has a name so if you if we break it down to just the simplistic and this is overly simplistic but this is just just bear with me for a second If, if we just look at just the 
what happened in that moment, what happened was on our device, a notification popped up and had a name attached to it. If, if, we, if we strip out the narrative, if we take out the narrative of, oh, this is that person and, and all the history we had and, and the, all of the you know, story of it, if we take that all the way, the actual occurrence wasn't, you know, it was a pretty benign thing, you know, mm-hmm. but it's when, it's when we, we have the, the perception and then immediately, boom, here comes the narrative, the story, the everything, the memory, everything. And not only memory will come attached to that, but also future will all be like, well, what do they want? And what could, you know, what is it? And what did I do? And what's the matter? And what, mm-hmm. what, you know, what could be? And then, so you've got memory plus the anticipation of an imagined future because the future is nothing that we actually know. We can only imagine the future doesn't actually exist. Similarly, actually memory past doesn't actually exist if you really look at it except for you know in our mind so if you look at it we've taken this thing that has happened right here in the present moment seem actually fundamentally benign really occurrence but because we're human because we have memory and we have imagination and those things typically are we're we're pulling them right here into the present with us then the response then that reaction of feeling of discomfort, fear, mm-hmm. apprehension, nervousness. Oh gosh, you know. Yeah. And even overwhelm. Like I think a big part of anxiety is that overwhelm and like if you're pulling both the past and the future into the present, like which compared to the past and the future, the present is very small. Like you're gonna overwhelm it, right? That's <laughs> that's such an excellent way to put it. It's just like there just there just ain't space for all that stuff here. And exactly what you said, overwhelm. Yeah. How can you not like good luck surviving the present moment if you are just <laughs> taking all of your past and all of your future and going, ah, yeah, all right here. Good luck surviving that. Yeah. So, so, um, <clears throat> so things that can help us identify our own to identify this to observe this first first noticing you know first noticing basically the fundamental functioning of our humanness Mm -hmm. which you know it has to do with you know watching this watching watching ourselves Mm -hmm. watching the the um series of events that happen externally and then internally within ourselves taking us in taking a moment to to watch those things that's where I feel like this anxiety is a calling thing it's like it's a calling to become so much more intimate with ourselves and to with and fundamentally to what it is to be a human being because we are all built like this Mm. I mean we are all built with that we've all been conditioned in certain ways we're all we all have memory, we all have imagination, we all are, um, we're all in this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this, this discomfort and dis-ease that we end up feeling, I have found in my own life personally has just been such a huge impetus for me to just stop, just stop and take a look and really look more deeply into myself. Yeah. 
into my own humanness, which is, you know, it, so it's just taking a deeper look into life because you are life, you are pure life. Mm-hmm. And I find that the more, the more that we be willing to, to look at that and to be with that and to bear witness to it, the more I've found relief, more freedom, more and more freedom, more joy, more clarity. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is something that people say about emotions in general, but I think it definitely applies to anxiety is that like uh, emotions are kind of like warning lights. You know, people will describe it as like, you know, like the check engine light pops up on your car, like, oh, you're feeling a little anxious about something. Like, it's just sort of saying like, hey, there's a thing here that needs some attention that is asking for you to to give it a moment and and be curious right if your check engine light comes on in your car you're like i don't know what this means but it means something (laughs) and then you perhaps go to the car shop and have them read the sensor and whatever and then you go from there but like there's a process to it um a process of curiosity a process of discovery and i think like anxiety uh, also for me too has definitely become that but I also and this is something that I have struggled to understand in my life that I want to talk about is the if there is a difference between I guess I'll back up a little bit more um I often understand anxiety as like having different types you know like I will feel like oh this is a a type of anxiety that is like very existential and then I can handle that like I can attend to that in one way this is an anxiety that's like a like kind of a panic response anxiety like something happened my adrenaline spiked then my body needs a different thing or this is a sort of like a trauma response anxiety or an uncertainty anxiety and right you're the, the <laughs> I feel by the expression you're giving me now you're just sort of like Danny it's all the same <laughs> and that's sort of like there's part of me that's like it probably is but my brain doesn't you know it's this is one of the ways that I've tried to make sense of a thing that doesn't make any sense at all and uh, I think kind of the two the two big categories and the two that seem the most opposed in my cognitive understanding of things are like the anxiety that means something, right? The anxiety that you feel when like a situation is just kind of off or when the check engine light pops on or something else. Um, sometimes your check engine light just pops on and nothing's wrong. You know, sometimes you just have that or like the problem's been fixed but you haven't gotten the sensor reset yet. So the light is still on, even though nothing's wrong in your car. And that kind of generalized anxiety. So how do we approach that? Well, I'll just say, you know, there's no human being on earth, I think, that doesn't have the experience of fear or nervousness or tension in across the you know the the landscape of you know across the landscape of their perception it's our relationship to that that matters the most mm. so it's you know 
all of it's part of the human experience, sadness, fear, happiness, delight. Um, you know, it's all part of the human experience. But it's our relationship to those things that really can decide the quality of our life in terms of our experience of it. So our relationship to all of these things that pass across or pass through us essentially <clears throat> as, as the human creature. So the thing is, so, okay, so, so say, you know, I have an interview coming up or, or yeah, I'm going to be on a podcast and I feel nervousness or, or anticipate, oh my gosh, what if this, what if that, oh, da, 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 you know, noticing that that's happening noticing that the anticipation or that the, that some thoughts start coming you know okay you know that's it's human i mean hu human beings have thoughts human beings have but kind of going back to okay what's my reaction to that and what am i going to do with that see the really major trip up can be is when we take that these these thoughts that have popped up and then we start feeding them with our attention. Because whatever we give it, whatever wherever we give the gift of our attention to, and your attention is by far the most valuable thing that you have. Well, being alive is the most valuable thing you have, but one of the one of the most other valuable things that you have is your attention. So where do you where we give our attention will feed that part of our life. So if we if we feed the thoughts of anticipatory fear, the what if monsters, what if this, what if that, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. If we feed those things, they will grow and they will grow and grow in our experience. They'll take up more and more of our mindscape, our thought patterns. It will, it will definitely, and then if you've, if you've noticed what happens after a thought is there'll be a feeling in the body. So then we'll have feelings in our body and the more and more we give our attention to that stuff, the more and more it, it grows and it, it, it lives in our perception and becomes, over, like you said, becomes overwhelming. So what happens is the screen of our perception or experience gets totally like clouded over by thoughts that we have energized with our attention. We've given it our time and our attention. And when you look at those thoughts, and fear is really about it's anticipating, it's an it's an which is our, which is essentially our imagination. So you've when we've anticipated um, scary things happening happen, we've anticipated that scary things are going to happen. Of course, our our experience in the present moment is going to be of fear and scare. And I think I think Mark Twain said something like to the effect of. Um, uh, oh, something about worry and that 99% of them never happened. Like I spent my whole life worrying about something to the effect of that 99% of everything I worried about never happened. Mm -hmm. And so I think noticing this part of ourselves, noticing that this is a human tendency, that we have this tendency to get very, very much caught up in our essentially imagination, in our thoughts. and the heart and this it sounds almost simple but it is so 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 not easy to then start practicing withdrawing our attention or just not giving our attention to those 
thought forms that come up. Not a simple, it's a simple thing, but not an easy implementation because our whole lives, our whole, since we were very little, we've given so, so much importance to that aspect of ourselves. So much importance we've given to our ability to think and our ability to anticipate. We've like, we've given that like amazing, amazing, amazing importance. And it's hard to start to, you know, this realization of that, wait, wait, maybe that's not quite as important as I thought. Maybe actually, maybe actually just being present right here, right now and taking care of this very moment, maybe that's actually the most important thing. And being able to rest into this present moment for what it is and taking care of this moment versus trying to anticipate and, and construct the you know, our future to some imagined, you know, idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So something that I, I've struggled with, like, I think it's so easy to say, you know, be present. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's so much harder to do. And I know you know that. But I, I want to, uh, like, I want to draw the connection between what you've just said and uh, a more like cognitive understanding of you know anxiety like i want to and i i want to to spell that out so sort of how how one can go from being in my brain to like there are these different kinds of anxiety and like i handle them in different ways and yada 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 to like none of that matters i am just here trying not to pay attention to any of it <laughs> yeah and the mind is cunning the mind loves to complicate and the mind so so much wants to understand but again so the mind is an understanding machine and it will it will understand us to death as in it, it has you know that's how it's it's made if if there isn't a problem present the mind will be on a, a hunt trying to find one and then when it does it'll say aha and let me because the mind it wants your attention the mind exists and it stays in existence because we give it attention we give it the gift of our attention so the mind will come up with well well i want to understand i want to understand this and i want this to fit in these cat it loves categorizing loves having logic. And like we said, even before the podcast started at the very beginning, that, that there is not a lot of logic to any of this. Yeah. How, how we even, how existence even exists, we actually fundamentally don't even really know. And so mm -hmm. we're, but the mind says, oh, but I can know the, if you look at it, the limit, the limited capacity of the human mind wants to know, feels like, oh yeah, I can know. And I can know this and I can know and I can understand it's it's uh I think sometimes we have to talk it down though you know and like you've had the experience of dedicating some serious time in your life to separating from the mind you know and to practicing that presence and like I think, like, my understand, like, I, again, my understanding, the, like, my experience of the world, like, is just not that way. And I think most of people's experiences are just not that way. And not to say that they can't be different or that they are 
I'm trying to make it relatable and uh, feel like like something that somebody can integrate is sort of what I'm trying to do. And I guess like I'll, I'll cut this part out, but to be like very blatantly honest, and this is not like not um, uh, saying that you're doing anything wrong or anything like that. I'm just trying to like explain what I'm trying to do more for myself probably than you. Um, I get super frustrated when people are just like, be present. None of it matters. You're like, I know, like I know, but you can't just do that, right? <laughs> it's not something that you just wake up one day and say, okay, this is the thing. And like the way that I've sort of even been able to relate to that idea of not attaching to my thoughts and my emotions and yada, 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 the mind, uh, which is a whole other thing. You know, everybody has different definitions of like brain and mind and soul and what we are, you know, like what is the thing doing the speaking right now? Uh, the way that I've been able to even understand that perspective is through like people kind of walking me through like I had to start at a super cognitive level and then like slowly get to the point. Um, so I'm trying to sort of bridge that gap because everything that you're saying like is at the base, like where you can find the most peace, you know, and like peace, I often understand it's like the end of the opposite of anxiety. Um, so yeah, do you think we can try to try to put words to that? And I think, <clears throat> I think this is exactly the stuff to keep in personally. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you aren't alone. Mm. And that's the important thing is that your voice speaks for others. And, and I think it's, if it's relevant for you, it's relevant, hmm. period. I don't think we, ex you know, so, so absolutely the, this whole like, yeah, just be present in the moment. Just, it's, um, it's almost, it's obnoxious. It can be obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like oh well okay yeah it's just so easy yeah let me just be present in the moment and I'll just be all peaceful and mm -hmm. um yeah that's annoying to hear that because if it was that easy we all we all would have done it yeah we all would have done it um and so and there is it is a journey and it is uh, you know and in terms of coming to terms with our own self and our own human experience, it's a journey. It is a journey. And at different points, different things are relevant. And so there is, and, you know, there is that we should try different things and we should experiment with different things and see what draws you and where you feel like you're going to get relief from anxiety. I did everything under the sun. I mean, I changed my diet, took 10 zillion supplements. I, all the exercise this and read you know a million i read the whole like self-help you know section at barnes and noble and and you know went to different workshops and <clears throat> that all has relevance you know in terms of finding your finding one's way um and i think that's important and and definitely relevant i i think for what i've seen what I've observed is that in terms of lasting relief, because there is no magic, there's no magic 
you know, there's no magic bullet for anxiety. And I think that also has to be discovered from a person's point of view. Someone can hear me say that and say, oh yeah, okay, well, but you know, but I want, you know, but I think this and that, and, and it's good. And all of those things should be explored. And all of those things are, you know, all of those explorations are leading you to wherever you need to get to and wherever you need to go. Um, I'm, I, I think fundamentally what I've just in, in terms of my observation of, of others and my own self is that the more and more we are in touch with our, the nature of ourself, our, our, you know, the nature of, of, of what we are the more and more peace that brings us just naturally. Mm. So if we can divest our investment in that I am this body and I am this mind and I am these thoughts, the more and more we divest our investment in that and our, our, you know, our clinging to that and our belief in that, the more we're able to do that, the more beautiful and spacious, peace-filled, peaceful, joyful, I think a, a person naturally becomes. But that is not, that is a hard one. That's a hard one realization and or experience. And it has mm -hmm. to be experiential. If it's intellectual only, if it's cognitive only, forget it. You can say, yeah, I'm present here all day long. I'm present, I'm present. Like that has nothing going to have, it will be, it, and it will be frustrating and annoying. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I think this, the more we get in touch with our universality versus our limited the things that are limited about us as a, as a human, the more we can get in touch with, and this is definitely, you know, I mean, this points toward, I mean, this is probably traditionally pointed toward as the, you know, spiritual realm, which I feel like it just, for me, it's just the human realm, whether you want to, you know, if you want to call that spiritual or whatever, but, but the essence and the essence of the way we function and humans function I would say, you know, that, the, and, and really our search for what is that? What are we? You know, what is this human experience? What am I? And things that do help us get in tune with that and touch with that are, are those things that can help us be a lot more aware, aware of ourselves mm -hmm. in this whole thing of the exploration and observing ourselves and watching our, you know, some, because I think it's even hard sometimes to even come to that point of noticing that I have thoughts. I have thoughts, but I am not those thoughts. I have emotions, but I am not actually those emotions. And I think so this observation first and, and then having those experiences that I think do help us get in touch with much more of a universality. So things like meditation sitting quietly, sitting silently, being in the forest, being in some beautiful, you know, natural setting, being still, being quiet. And in that quiet and in that stillness, I think there can become a sense of, oh, hey, maybe I'm not just the chatter. Maybe this chatter is, a ch maybe there's something much, much larger that I am. But, but for that to be an experience, not just a, and a you know, not just a, intellectual mm -hmm. concept yeah one of the ways that I like one of the ways that I've learned to integrate these ideas into my life is like 
you know, say I'm in the middle of a panic attack. I am sitting on the kitchen floor crying, like trying to regulate my breathing and just even having the smallest notion of like, I am still in here somewhere. There are all these sensations, all of these feelings, like all of this stuff. My body is feels like it's going haywire, you know, but being like, I am still in here somewhere. This thing will pass. It will change. Stuff will eventually return to baseline. And uh, also, this is just an experience that's happening. You know, I am the one who's experiencing it. Yeah, and I think, as, as you say, the you know, that's something that we have to sort of teach ourselves, you know, in today's world. Like, we have to almost put ourselves in those situations, as you say, like, go sit under a tree and just kind of, like, feel what that's like, you know, do a meditation, find those moments where you are creating some space, you know. And I think that's a, like that's a lot of how I approach anxiety and like in after the reaction, right? Like then in my conscious intentional response to it is like, how do I find some space here, right? Space between the reaction and reality and those moments where you can just sit and breathe and like sit in that space without things, anxiety, whatever, trying to pull you out of it, you kind of start to learn what that's like. And uh, then you can begin to find it in other areas of your life. And like, it usually doesn't feel like some sort of crazy meditative, like guru experience. You know, it just feels like, oh, like this tree is kind of cool. And... (laughs) Like, or, oh, like, oh, look, there's a squirrel up there. Like, oh, look, it's the neighbor cat. Or just sort of the, like, being very mindful, right? Mindfulness is something that comes up in, I think, every single episode I've done. Because that's how we do life. That's the way that I know to survive life. Uh, (laughs) Being mindful. That's how I choose to live. And, yeah, I think we often say, like, mindfulness is how it starts. But it's also just what it is, you know, like there's not for I think for the vast majority of us, there's not anything beyond that. You're just sort of observing forever unless you completely remove yourself from society. Like there will always be external influences. You will always have emotions and thoughts and uh, relationships and things in your life that that pull you away from that central truth of just like I am here in the present everything else is outside of me you know everything else is separate from this truth so it's just kind of a balance you know between like living in in the world that we live in and uh, making the choices that we make and also knowing at the end of the day yeah here I am here I am. I I just loved what you said about the panic attack on the floor, but you found that one and what felt to you at that time, small point, which you felt like I'm still in here. Yes, you are still in here throughout every experience you have ever had. 
and throughout every experience that you ever will have until the day this body is done, you were still there. You have been there. You actually, and if you look into it, if you check into it, you can even ask yourself, across all of that, since the time I was tiny until the time I'll be old and gray, has that changed? Has that changed? The body has changed. The body was a baby. Now it's old. It was, it's gone this size, that size. Our minds change from, you know, five-year-old mind to 40-year-old mind to 90-year-old mind. Mind changed. But did something, but did something stay the same? And, and then if something did stay the same, then what was that? So who am I? Who am I then? Then, then, I mean, this is, this is like, this is anxiety advanced course. <laughs> this is, a, <laughs> but yeah. this is, this is where I've seen people really have, have a lasting relief. And the more from, from being overwhelmed by anxiety, not that a person doesn't have anxiety ever again, that's like, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm sure there are, maybe there are beings out there that don't ever, and that's wonderful and great, but for all the rest of us, you know, those experiences still come across the screen of our human experience. It's just our relationship to it. If we feel like we are that anxiety, it's going to feel like hell. It's going to feel like, yeah, I'm going to die. But if there's that part of us in there still that is like, oh, I am having like a horrible panic attack. I am having this experience that feels awful and see it and all this. But somewhere under that, I am. I am here. Like you said, like here I am. And that same here I am is here right now. And that same here I am, you know, in, in 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so when we get more and more in touch with the reality of, of, of what we are, who we are, naturally the emotions, those experiences, the perceptions have a different place. And like you said, like tuning in, like, okay, tuning in to, to, to that is just a lot easier when things are quiet because it, because what we, what we've done for many years and since we were little was put all of our attention out here to all the external world, the material world, we've always been, you know, looking and thinking. And, uh, and there's a whole different experience when we take a minute to, 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 be, to be still and be quiet and turn that attention back on ourselves. Turn it instead of outward, turning it inward. And that's a big moment for a person. It's a huge, huge moment for when a person decides like, hey, you know what, I've looked I've looked for all the outside things. I've looked for everything under the sun. I've put so much attention outside. I think I'm ready to put some attention in inside, in here, in this one. Mm-hmm. And that's a big, it's a big moment because there's a lot to discover there. There's a lot to discover. And I think, I think it's the, the love for freedom and the love for, because every, every single being I think wants to be free. And so at a certain point in that love of freedom and desire for freedom, I think there can be that point when we start to 
to, you know, our attention starts to take a different direction. Yeah. Yeah. Those moments of just sort of like realizing that like you are in the world versus like the world being around you, you know, or that's kind of a, a weird language to put to it. Um, yeah. Just kind of the phrase of like, I am here. Chaos and things and life and universe and whatever is happening around me. But like, I'm, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, like it almost feels kind of comical to me because like if you just uh, imagine it almost feels like a bit of like a where's waldo kind of thing it's like he's just this little guy <laughs> in a striped shirt in the middle of this mob of so much and it's just like yeah like you're waldo <laughs> you're just there ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah, that's beautifully put. Actually, mm. I am. I am here. All of this stuff is happening. World, life, even a mo. See, the thing is, it's it's almost fine. We're see. Here's here's maybe an analogy. Is is we're okay to be sitting, say, like you know, in a busy on a busy street, and we're watching everything go by. We see it's all happening, and we're able to watch it, and we have no problem with that. But somehow when we, when we start this, the idea of, okay, let's turn that attention inward to ourself, the inward, you know, street or inward landscape mm-hmm. and to watch what's going on in there. That's a different, uh, yeah, we're just not used to that. We're just not, that's not how we were taught in school. It's often it wasn't like, like <laughs> very foreign to us, you know, it's like traveling yes. to another planet the first time you you try to do that yeah and isn't that amazing isn't that amazing our own self we've been hyper trained to keep our attention outside all this stuff and watching everything going on but the the very thing that we are nobody has said okay okay everybody we're just going to stop and give you some time quietly to be able to turn your attention to yourself Mm -hmm. I it's amazing. It's amazing that we don't we haven't done that as human beings. And maybe because it's been so, we've had such you know we have such a high survival drive and and to serve for the body to survive yeah you got to eat. So then you got to grow something or pick something or cook something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as those as those needs are so are more and more met for many for more and more people around the planet, the more people on the planet have time that doesn't have to be totally focused on survival. So then there's more time to be able to say like, okay, wait, what is going on with me? And why do I feel like that? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? What's happening within me? What am I thinking? What am I, mm-hmm. what am I feeling? What am I? Mm-hmm. And then if you want to even get down and down and down, mm-hmm. so what am I? What mm-hmm. is this? Yeah. <laughs> what is this really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's that's and that's where I think the whole anxiety is a calling. Mm. It's a calling from yourself to be on the the self inquiry journey, to be looking into oneself more and more and giving just answering that opportunity, the call to that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Just not a simple thing. <laughs> And that is the end of part one 
of this conversation about anxiety as a calling with Dr. Giordano. The next part of this conversation will come out in two weeks as the next episode of Psychiatria. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in, dear listeners. If you want to learn more about working with Dr. Giordano, you can head to freerange.org to read her bio and book a free 15-minute phone consultation. If you have questions, thoughts, feedback that you want to share with us or ideas for future episodes, please get in touch. You can send me an email at podcast at freerange.org or message me on Instagram at psychiatriapodcast. Uh, also, be sure to follow us there for all the updates and uh, latest happenings with the podcast. And remember, if you like what you heard, follow us on your podcatcher of choice. Share the show with your friends and leave us a review. It really helps to spread the word and it really makes me happy. <laughs> All right, dear listeners, take care, stay curious, and I'll catch you next time. <laughs>